from worlds beyond to write at the gaming table. These are all my fantasy children. Hey, Jeff! Hey, Aaron! Welcome all to All My Fantasy Children. My name is Aaron Katana. And I am Jeff Stormer. This is a podcast where we grab the dark gods by the collar and we say, hey, give me your children. We we take a little bit of dark magic. We take some raw egg, <laughs> some cinnamon, some nutmeg. We throw it all in a pot. We take your your prompts from social media. We throw it all in a pot. We let that sit for about three days. <laughs> Marinates. No, you know what? That's actually eggnog. That is, um, my bad. I was looking at an eggnog recipe. That was way off. It still works because uh, our listeners are getting hammered off yeah. of our beautiful <laughs> fantasy children. You are drunk on love for these tabletop RPG monstrosities. And also a lot of dark rum. We used a lot of dark rum. In oh, these no, problems. absolutely. What we've been saying with this, this podcast is fueled by dark magic. We're just saying it's dark rum. Yeah. We are just shit-faced at noon, <laughs> just being like, yeah, and then like, my, my mysterious, it's like a fucking cricket or something, man. It's cricket, it's good, it's good. I'm not drear drunk. This podcast is sponsored by Captain Morgan. Aaron, you got a prompt this week? <laughs> I'm so sorry! I do have a prompt. Our prompt this week is from Twitter user Spectacles underscore AK, and their prompt is... A fighter who claims to be a paladin, that's just between gods right now. Hmm, that's interesting. I like that a lot. That's a good one. Yeah, I love it, because we've never had a paladin. We've just mentioned one. That's real interesting. I like that a lot. Yeah, I'm into this. Yeah. So, I think before we dive in, we have to do world building in this one. Let me reopen my purple tome of dark magic. Please. Go ahead, please. And while I'm doing that, ah, God, I just... I'm having, I'm having trouble getting on these pants. It's been so long since I put on my pants that have gears on them. No, oh, oh, is that is that where we're going? Is that is that or is that the journey that we're taking today? It's the journey we have to take for this one. Hold on, let me get let me get the adhesive glue. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on, let me get my top hat, my best top hat. God damn it, I never wanted to come back here, and I say it every time, yet here we are. We're back at the guild, baby. Back at it again at the guild, and I do a back handspring, and I kick down a Krispy Kreme sign, like in that sweet vine. We 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 kick a pumpkin, and it explodes, and then, <laughs> come, and then the pumpkin remains come to life, and they chase us around, and it's a whole scene. All right, here's the intro to our animated series. It's, uh, it's Jeff and I putting on Purethra Guild steampunk garb. And then Jeff spins and kicks a pumpkin, and then it ex- it like hits the camera and explodes, and it says, "All my fantasy children." It's good stuff. <laughs> That'd be pretty great. But anyway, yeah, we're back at Purethra Guild. Welcome back to hell, everyone. Um, <laughs> the city that has been ruled as of late for the last—I don't want to give it time because then you'll be able to track down inconsistencies. But for a while, by a great grasshopper named Lemony Locust. Yes. And as we all know, the rule was ended by one Madame Mysteria. Yes. But now, what remains? What's left? I don't know. I don't know either. Because I I was thinking is if there's a Church of the Bug, right? If there is right. the Order of the Locust, 
Yeah. What do they see Madame Mysteria as? Oh, they've got to see her as, like, the Antichrist, right? Exactly. She's, like, some kind of horrible religious interloper that, uh, well, here's the thing. We said we don't know what happened to them. They just aren't there anymore. Right. So, does the Order of the Locust, the followers of the bug, do they think Lemony won and is just not there anymore? I don't think so. Okay. I think that they think that Lemony lost. Ooh. Because I think if Lemony won, he would still be here. Like, he left, he went away, and that means that he lost because he wouldn't have abandoned us had he won. That is very true. Um, So, Madame Mysteria, this is the Order of the Locust, the religious group. Uh, They see Madame Mysteria as the Antichrist, for lack of a better term, or Mm -hmm. a bad person. And um, we said that in the last episode that Mysteria now is worshipped as a god because, obviously, those who don't like the bug... If you saw a giant woman fucking uppercutting a cricket to death. Giant woman on a giant skunk, yeah. Yes. Like, yeah, that's my god. I, a god must have showed up and killed this grasshopper and destroyed Butternut Manor. That has to be some kind of messenger of peace and of revolution. So they're worshipped. And they're called, uh, did we decide? Yeah, we did. Right? Uh, I think we decided it off air, but yes. The followers of Madame Mysteria are the Mystery Knights. The Mystery Knights. <laughs> That's fucking awesome, which is another spinoff of ours, Mystery Knights. Yeah. We play s- mysterious board games. That's terrible. Anywho. <laughs> um, we solve, mi- we solve mysteries after dark, like Baywatch Knights, and they mostly involve ghosts. Holy fuck. Yes, can we actually do that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't see why not. We'll make a YouTube channel. Anyway. I mean, I've been solving mysteries after dark for months now, Aaron. Have you not been getting my emails? Um, I, uh, I have not. They got sent to my folder, um, called Do Not Read. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Jeff's mystery solving, don't ever open. (laughs) Fair. All right. So we now have, we have factions. I fucking love factions. Yeah, we've got factions now. Oh, mysterious dad. He was the was high a high-ranking priest. priest of the Order of the Locust. Yeah. Yes. So, like, what do you think he does when he sees his daughter grow to six hundred feet and kill his god? <sighs> what do I think? Because this is the aftermath. Like, would he be like, "My daughter's a monster. He, she killed God," or is it like, oh, "No, my daughter's gone." I think it's the latter, but I also think because here's the thing about. Her dad. Yeah. Here's the thing about Papa Mysteria. He has also never farted, we said in the last episode, which is fucking hilarious to me. Good to, good to note. Yes, he's a conservative. Uh, here's, here's what we've... <laughs> here's what is important about Papa Never Farts. He was married to an adventurer. Yeah, a treasure hunter. A treasure hunter. So at some point in his life, he had to value the values of a treasure hunter. Okay. Like, at some point, he had to, like, see something in a treasure hunter that attracted him. Maybe he was one himself. I like that. That's Let's run with that, because that's interesting. Because we, uh, what we said last time is that uh, Mysteria's mom was a treasure hunter who went looking for a secret to kill the bug, because... Uh, her friend in the church told her, there's a way to kill Lemony Grasshopper. And uh, so she went to find it. And she found the secret, never got to use it. They didn't really know if it was what it was yet. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We just said that she died finding the secret. So right, we could right, say right. that um, Papa Never Farts was with her when that happened. And then after that tragedy, he was like, "My, I'm hanging up my adventuring boots. 
I need to join the clergy oh, to find a deeper oh, I got truth. It, I got it. I got it. I got it. What up? He was her like inside contact to like get into like church approved places. The father. Yeah. Whoa. So he was like a he was like a revolutionary himself. Oh shit. And then when his wife died, when she died trying getting hold of the secret, he was like, "No, I'm out. Like, there's the stakes are t- like, the cost is too high. Yes, I can't. You know, if we lose everything for an ideal, have we really won anything at all? I love that, and I love that also because in the last episode we said that <laughs> this is a lot like Footloose, and that is a lot like Footloose, <laughs> and I'm obsessed with. They work here so hard with Kenny Loggins <laughs> showing up to Urethra Guild. Yeah, but I, I do like that after that, he's like, this isn't worth it. You know, we have to. Re- I think he took that as this was a message from Lemony to not fuck with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a sign. He was like, he, he was like, I can't, I can't justify this because I mean, what good is this idea if we've lost everything to get it? Yeah, and all he has now is Mysteria, and he's like, I won't risk I won't risk this again. I want to go up in the ranks of this church, and that will keep my family. The only way to keep my family safe is by a life of servitude to the Lord, to the cricket. Yeah. Oh, fuck. If that's the case, when Madame Mysteria, if his daughter kills God, he's not going to be happy with her. See, I actually kind of think the opposite. Oh, I like, I always love that. I kind of feel like if that was, if that's his, like, life story. Yeah. Seeing his daughter do <gasps> the, Ooh. like, do the thing that he and his wife, like, work towards their whole, their lot, like, their whole lives. Yeah, okay, I like Seeing this a lot, his though. child, like, achieve that. Mm-hmm. I kind of think he's gonna love that. I kind of think that's gonna inspire a change of heart in him. Holy shit, Jeff, you're saying that he, does he start the Mystery Knights to honor his daughter? He's the first ever Mystery Knight. Oh my god, that's so awesome. Wow, that's so good. Okay, so he's the first Mystery Knight, and so he becomes the high priest of Madame Assyria, basically, and is like spreading the word, like, yo, have you heard the news? My daughter fucked up, Lemony. And I think what it is, I think what's cool about it is like, he's not doing it in a religious way. At first, he's just like, that was my daughter. Like, let me tell you the story of, like, growing up. He's just telling stories of, like, growing up with her. Yes. And, like, watching her do all these things. But, like, he ha- he's he been in, like, a religious structure for so long that he kind of can't... Shake it. Yeah, he can't get... It, it turns into that just by nature of, like, the stories that he's telling. Yeah, and how he's telling them, and in, like, the... You know, the fashion that he's accustomed to of, like, speaking to hundreds of people. I think that he didn't mean for it to become a religion. But now that they, I mean, people saw a giant woman killing this cricket. I think that after the high priest of the bug, the former high priest, is now talking about this giant woman who was his daughter killing the grasshopper. Do they misinterpret this and turn it into, like, a religion? And she's literally worshipped? So it's like an accident, like this is unintentional, that he starts two factions when he really just tried to delete the first one. Yeah, I love that. I love that he was like, just trying to like honor her memory and share her story. Mm -hmm. But but like, it's almost like a game of telephone, right? Where he tells her story, somebody else tells that story a little more embellished, and you get four or five degrees out, suddenly you've got like a religion on your hands. And it also says a lot about the disparity of Purithra Guild, because... 
they're like most people here have lived their entire lives in servitude to Lemony Locust. What happens when you have nothing? You know, you look you look to supernatural stuff to give you support. And so the person who stops starvation and, you know, all the giving three quarters of their crops to a bug, whoever stopped that, they're going to be like, and that's who I look to. That was yeah, the yeah, guy yeah. that was because people don't know who she is. They were like, yeah, I she just was, saw this she woman was a no, kill a She was a no-name, and then she she turned giant and killed the giant Yeah, bug. so all they know about is how someone showed up to end their suffering, and now they worship her. Oh, shit. So we, and of course, there's going to be loyalists to the bug. The people who are oh, truly, like, course. indoctrinated, they're going to be like, and yeah, the interloper came, and she I destroyed the bug. Can I say I love that? I love calling her the interloper. Yes. <laughs> That's cool. So yeah, there's now it's split, and what what I think is really dangerous about the Church of the Bug, the Order of the Locust, is that there is no head of it right now. There, there, I mm. think there's still there right now. It's like a ragtag group of loyalists who are deeply, deeply uh, indoctrinated in the beliefs of the Bug being like their harvest god and keeping Pirithra Guild safe. So what that tells me is that they are dangerous, that there's no one, yeah. the high priest is not there to tell them to not, you know, go to violent means. Yeah, they're a splinter, they're a splinter group. Yes, they're a splinter group now, and that is terrifying. There's yeah. no rules now. It's, no rules, just right. Is I, that Arby's? <laughs> <laughs> or no, that's Outback, that's Outback. They go on to found the Outback Steakhouse. They have, oh god, no! I have, so I have a question. I have a question about the the order of the locust yeah. in a world in which they don't have a leader and they don't have a they don't have a being to like outwardly worship. Yes. Do they keep the same practices? I don't think they can. What I'm thinking is that uh the mystery knights have a stronger influence now or slightly stronger that or at least they've liberated the farmers. Okay, so you don't think that they're like collecting food and then just like burning it or anything like that. Ooh. Fuck. Yes, I do. What are you thinking? I was thinking that, like, because the Order of the Locust would still have all of the, like, infrastructural support. Ooh. Like, they would have all of the the things, right? Because they were the sort of, like, they have all of the structures and supplies and vehicles and things. So it's entirely possible that they can just, like, take all of that. Yes, I was thinking the opposite for some stupid reason. I was thinking that as soon as the High Priest quit, he had all the baller shit with him in Madame Mysteria's guild, basically the... The Mystery Knights were, like, powerful, when in reality, all the government buildings still belong to the Order of the Locusts. Yeah, they still have all the buildings, all the vehicles, all the, like, equipment. They, they have, have everything. They have power, they everything. just have no leader. Oh, fuck, that's terrible. And that makes them even more dangerous, yeah. Yes. So I kind of think that they are still, like... In control? I think they're in control, at least ostensibly, and they're losing control. Mm-hmm. But I think that they're also, like, doubling down on their belief structures. Oh. Including things like, we have to collect three quarters of the food that we row and offer it up to the locust. And now they just burn it. I got it. They're collecting it and just leaving it in a crater. And it just rots. Because uh, they're like, he's going to come back, right? Like, we have to leave the food. So people are starving in the streets of Purethra Guild while armed guards surround a crater being like, no, you can't touch the three quarters of is the crops. This is for the grasshopper when he comes back. He'll be back. He'll be, they leave out milk and cookies every night for a living. Yeah, yeah. Damn, and I love the fact that the Mystery Knights are this, like, unintentional religion, because in reality, the people of Purethra Guild are just starving. Oh, yeah. I'm thinking of some, like, uh, post-French Revolution France. 
Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah, absolutely. Sort yeah. of the plot of a famous musical, not the plot, but like a setting of Les Mis where like Foot, shit is it sucks. Is it the plot of Footloose? Yeah, it's the plot of Footloose where everyone is starving Wait, in the street. It's me, Kenny Loggins. <laughs> Just stopping by to say, hey, you talking about my musical? Yeah, I was. All right. Just remember, just remember, got got cut loose, for loose. All right, buddy. See you later. <laughs> Holy shit, Jeff! You won't believe it just happened. What happened? I had to go get. I had to go get a glass of water. Kenny Loggins showed up on our podcast. What? That's oh, gonna be. This is gonna be a good episode. Yeah. All he said was, "I've been working so hard." <laughs> um. Anyway. Um. So yeah, I'm loving that it's like. The people of Purethral Guild are starving, and like there, there's a disparity. And then the Order of the Locust has it balling; they're like well fed, and so obviously the people are going to turn to a new religion. But in reality, uh, Papa No Farts is just like the head of the Rebel Alliance. Yeah, and I think the interesting thing about like the Mystery Knights as a religion, looking at him like here, mm-hmm. is that they're not like a. Tr- I don't think that they're a a a theist, a theistic religion. I don't think that they worship Mysteria as necessarily like a a be. I don't think they think that Mysteria is a living being at this point. I think that they think of her as almost like an ideal or like a perfect ideal. You know what I mean? Like, or like maybe it's like she's already gone. She's already ascended. Like she's not. I think the way they view Mysteria is different than the way that the Order of the Locust views the Locust. Okay, I I have an idea then. Go ahead. Because I'd love uh. I'd love for the Mystery Knights to want to be like Mysteria magically. So what I'm thinking is, they think that Mysteria kills the Locust, right? Mm-hmm. And now uh, Mysteria's power is dispersed throughout the city and is like inside everyone, sort of like a the, uh, yeah, Mysteria is that. a part of all of us. And so that leads them to think that they need to become powerful summoners too. That's in, that's interesting. I like that a lot. That it's like, oh no, uh, I have the spark of Mysteria inside me, and I need to bring it out, and that will make me uh, summon anything, you know, because Mysteria is a summoner. Right, right, so right. So I think what they, what their whole, not religion, but their following is, is that there's a bit of Mysteria inside you, whatever that means, like a spark of revolution, some kind yeah. of passion. And when you bring it out, it literally will manifest into a tangible creature. If you believe in revel, if you believe in that that thing inside of yourself enough, you can make something reality. Yes, you can make the unreal real. Yeah, just like Mysteria did. She made. She had a dream. Like, yes, that's how they interpret it. Like the dad mm-hmm. was like, "Yeah, she used to summon all sorts of things, and they destroyed everything. They wrecked house." And they're like, yeah, if you can dream it, you can do it. And he's like, well, that's not, I and he's mean, like, literally. No, but I mean, like, she literally, <laughs> yeah, no, she, she summoned the courage inside of herself to stand up for her ideals. No, I mean, like, she summoned zombies. They were like eight feet tall. They were big and weird. And in this roundabout way, people figuring out, figure out summoning magic. And he's like, oh, whatever, I'll take it. Yeah, fine. That's yeah. all good. I'm bringing forth mysterious courage within me. And it's like a little <laughs> badger. <laughs> he's just like, sure. Fuck it. I like the idea that he's just, that at a certain point, like, he's not begrudgingly so or resentfully so, but he's just like, I give up. Yeah, I mean, these people are desperate and stupid. He's like, no, guys, like, she rode a giant skunk. Yes, exactly. She 
rode the stink of lemony locust out of this town. They're like, no, I'm fucking, it's a fucking skunk, guys. It was, it was really big. You didn't see this? For fuck's sake. I did in a dream. I must have been dreaming. No, that actually fucking happened. No, that happened. straight up happened on Tuesday, dog. He knocks the, she knocked the cricket out. Yes. Out of our lives for good, and it's been replaced in our hearts with. Do you not even remember the cricket? He's <laughs> just. Yeah, I love that he's just like. I think he tries for a while, and then is just like doesn't fully give up, but is just like okay, fine. Yeah, whatever's giving the people power and motivation to rebuild Pure Ether Guild at this point, I think he's down with. Yeah, because I think that they're like they're acting, they're doing stuff, they're being revolutionary, right? Mm-hmm. Like they're. They're being politically active. They're being a force. And so I think at a certain point, he's just like, fine. If you need to believe this to, to do things, go, go, be happy. That's fine. I will keep this lie afloat if you guys keep summoning badass things. Yeah. And fighting this, like, a, this dying institution. Okay. So my next question on that is, is it violent? Do they, like, clash in the streets? I think so. I think that, but I think it started by the Order of the Locust. Yeah? I think so. Okay. Maybe not, though. No, I think it, I think it's the opposite. I'm thinking that this is, they're, they, they need food. Hunger leads to, like, the most desperate times, like, the most primal instincts in human beings. Yeah. I think it finally happens where people are scraping by. It's a miserable time in Pure Ether Guild for the Mystery Knights. They get to a point magically, I think, in secret. Ooh. They practice the magic of Mysteria in secret. They they worship Mysteria in secret. Oh yeah, for sure. I think that I think the Order of the Locust is shutting down any like public Absolutely. religious. Like all statues that are erected are smashed. Here's what I'm thinking. Because I think that I've got a good narrative. I think I've got a narrative in mind of what happens. What I'm thinking is well, what I'm thinking is you mentioned the French Revolution, right? Yes. What I'm thinking is is if we go along with the narrative of Papa Never Farts. You look at, like, he's like, he's like, at first he's like, no, don't, like, don't do this, don't dogmatize my daughter. Yeah. He's like, she was a person, these were real things that happened. They were weird things, but they were real things that happened. Yes. So at first he's like that. Eventually he's like, fine, do, you know, do what you need to do to be happy. But what he does, but I don't think he fully realizes that, like, as they're doing this, they're developing unchecked, like, summoning magic. Ooh. So, like, eventually it becomes a thing where it's sort of like riots in the street, like, like, riots for bread, except somebody summons, like, a fucking dragon. <laughs> somebody just drops, like, a giant sandworm or something. Yes. And it just goes wild, and it's like, oh, right, we have summoning powers, we can fight back, and suddenly... Uh, what was just a memorial for his daughter is now, like, a violent- Oh my god, this is so much cooler now. The Mystery Knights, Jeff, have become fanatics. Yeah, they're both- there's fanatics on both sides, and I think that's terrifying. Oh my god, they took everything that he's saying, and then they're like, yeah, that was a great story from Papa Never Farts. Then they went down in their basement, (laughs) and they're like- they have meetings without him, and they're like, yeah, let's talk about the deeper meaning of the Madam Mysterious story, let's, guys. Let's practice this summoning. Let's let's try summoning. We've been summoning these cute badgers, because we've been thinking about, like, her life. Then the fanatics are going to rise and be like, you know what? We can use Mysterious power to bring the change that she wanted. Meaning yeah. they think it's violence and, like, devastation, when in reality... Like, you know, Papa Never Farts knows that they can get this done without it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's violence in the streets of Pure Ether Guild. 
between summoners and order of the locust which are just like you know they're like fighters but like i'm I'm thinking that the summoning magic is real strong yeah it's like summoners versus like big beefy traditional paladin types but who worshipped an evil cthulhu grasshopper god yes it's a it's a bad scene <laughs> it is this is a very bad scene all in the battle for food yeah so a character in this world i got it what do you got so they're a fighter that wants to be a paladin. They claim to be a paladin. So what I'm thinking is, here's the narrative that I've got in mind. Okay. A fighter, a low-ranking squire or soldier within the Order of the Locust, sees all of this happening and is it is now a paladin, like, is en route to becoming a paladin of the Order of the Locust. Yeah. Sees all of this happening and starts to reconsider their religion, their like their beliefs, and starts to move in the other direction towards the mystery knights, but with an eye of we have to we have to change our tactics or we will both sides will like both sides need to change or else we'll consume ourselves. I think if they're low ranking, I'm what I'm seeing then is some kind of like patrol you know, a guard, like stand. A town guard, yeah. Yeah, like a town guard, very low ranking, does not have much. What I'm thinking then is the higher ups, I'll take from that, in the Order of the Locust are getting all the food. Right. They're getting all the great treatment. They're getting all the sweet bennies that they had when Lemony was in charge. But the low ranking officers are suffering from the same hunger and the same uh, destitute conditions that the other side is. Yeah, and maybe maybe they have it a little bit better than, like, the, yeah. the farmers and stuff, but, yes. like, I think also the other half of it is, if if they're a town guard, then it, then they probably are encountering a lot of people, they're probably, like, encountering a lot of people that are in bad situations. Yeah, they're walking the beat a lot, yeah. and they're walking through the markets and seeing the starvation in the streets and people living in just squalor. Because they're not of the Order of the Locust. And I think, damn, this is fucked up now. But I love it. Um, and I think that it's not like, I don't think they want to join the Mystery Knights. Well, I think they're, they're obviously, they're between two gods right now. Yeah. I don't think they want to join the Knights, but I think they see the value in the Mystery Knights as an ideal. I think this person is hearing what Papa Never Farts has to say and is like, Yes, 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 I love that. That's a political view. That's not a religion. Um, I, I am now seeing that there is a deep magic power behind this mysterious person, but I don't see it as a way, a guideline to live my life, the actions that she took. Cause she yeah. took actions based on duty. You know, she just wanted a revolution to free her city. Right, 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 it right. It right. wasn't about starting a religion. It wasn't about, like, gaining followers. It was just to free the city. And I think after hearing the tale enough times from Walking the Bee, I think this person has heard the tale of Mysteria from Papa Never Farts, like, you know, a million times. And they're like, yeah. no, wait a minute. That's not a fucking religion. That was a political grab. They were they were had a fucking election. Yeah, I like that they see the meaning behind what Papa was saying the whole time, rather than being like, "Oh yeah, we should be using summoning magic to topple government buildings." Yeah, and worship a new god. There, I think that this per let's roll on this person real quick. Go for it. All right, so let's roll on their gender. Sure. Okay. Two. One is it? One to two. He. One two. two th one two. He. Three four. She. Five six. They. 
five. So they are cool. What the mystery knights are doing are basically instilling another cricket in the form of Madame Mysteria. Yeah, they're, they're making the same mistakes. Exactly. And they have to, fi- I think that they take it upon themselves to fix this in a way. How does one fix this? This is a mess. I think they have to uh, rise to the top of the mystery knights. Oh, fuck. And essentially use, like, yeah, I think they have to rise to the top of the mystery knights and essentially, like, reposition the the movement as a political movement, not a religion. I love that. Can we talk about a paladin real quick? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, let's talk about paladins real quick, then we'll name this person. Okay. And, like, pick their race, etc. So, talk to me about paladins. We've never had one before. Sure. They are holy warriors bound to a sacred oath. They don't necessarily have to worship a god. They just have to believe in something strongly enough that it defines every aspect of their being. Like, because that, that belief is what powers their magic. So these people are thinking that Mysteria, the belief in Mysteria, are powering their magic. Yeah. But it's not. No. Okay, they just have magic, duh. Everybody Yeah, they're does. just inherently magical. And they think that it's fueled by Mysteria, but I think this person named what what race do you want to do let's we can roll on that can't we sort um of? yes we can give me give me a roll of a d20 five they're a human oh cool i love that they're in the order of the locust you know they've been hearing these tales about lemony i think they lived through the lemony crisis <laughs> mm-hmm. and like seeing mysteria topple their god but i i think that this person's entire life this person is named I like Lendon. Lendon? Lendon. Okay. And last name? Trans- I don't know if I want to go full. Judicator? Like- <laughs> Justice Judicator. Is it Lendon Justice Judicator? Is that their nickname? <laughs> Jeff, did we make Justice Judicator? I think we made Justice Judicator. Shout out to Sean Ravencamp. Anyway, so Justice, Justice Judicator, this human fighter, is in the Order of the Locust as a lowly town guard. They start yep. hearing in the streets talk of Madame Mysteria, and they see that there's a lot of people starting to just basically make another cricket. And I yeah. think all of Justice Judicator's life, they've doubted. They were a strong believer when they were very young. Yeah. And they kind of came to doubt that in like adolescence or young adulthood. I mean, that would happen, Jeff. If you're watching yeah. all this food go to a bug and there are people starving in the streets, if unless right. you're fully indoctrinated, if you have any doubt... You you won't see it as the greater good of handing the shit exactly. to a bug. So I think that I think that they've slowly been like doubting this. Yeah, they saw somebody. What they saw is a person rise up with magic, take on the bug, and win. I personally don't mind like uh, the races in fantasy world having their own difficult individual struggles because mm-hmm. I think what it means to be a human in this world is like you have to make your own destiny. A lot of times because you weren't born during magical times. You weren't, you don't inherently have like a culture. You were pretty much made. So I'm thinking that this person's a human. So they were just made by a crystal and like, I got to find a job. And then they, you know, one thing leads to them to pure ether guild, et cetera. You know, we don't have to go into an entire fucking backstory episode, but um, that there is a lot to say about seeing a tale of like a human hero. You know what I mean? Like, Mysterio was someone that this person, I think, looked up to, but knew they shouldn't. Yeah, ooh, I I got it, I got it. So they were a firm believer when they were young. 
into like late mid to late teens. Yeah. Mysteria runs for office. Yes. Runs on a like runs tries to push for like an elected an election. Mm-hmm. And like runs a, as a platform of like we 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 need to not be giving all of our food to this bug. Yeah. And I think that gets in Justice's head. Ooh. I think that that feeds into their head. They're like, wait, she might be right. She she might have an I like, and that's that's the seed of doubt, right? Yes. But I think now it wasn't the right time. I mean, it's hard. You're at work. Like, what is what is this part? What is a single person going to do? You know what I mean? Well, in yeah. An ocean of order of the locust people you're not going to be like yeah mysterio is fucking right right so i think they just quietly doubted it for a while and then they saw her give ostensibly like i think they saw her give her life i don't think they saw her go to another plane or to a higher state of mind i think they saw her give her life to kill this bug yeah and then they heard the stories of like how she was fighting this her whole life she never listened to anybody and I think that they see the non they say see see the non religious story of that. Yeah, they 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 see the soldier, they see the fighter. They don't see the god, they see the person. Yes, and that's what brings the fighter to want to become a paladin. It's like there's something deeper magically about Mysteria. I want that magic. I think this person just wants to just strives to be like Madame Mysteria in the way of like a paladin of this order is obviously just a summoner. Who maybe uses right. a sword and uses, you know, plate mail. But I think that's what this is. It's just a fighter who uses, you know, who uses a spear, just brawling, yeah, yeah, yeah. wanting to, striving to be like Madame Mysteria. I'm willing to make that kind of sacrifice. I'm willing to do this in order to keep the city that I live in, the city that I love, safe. I want to be like that. How do I do that? Yeah, I like that a lot. That's why they take the words of Papa so seriously, because it's like, that was your daughter. You know all too well the sacrifice she made, and the position, like, this person knows Papa Nofarts is the high priest. Mm -hmm. So I think that Justice was hearing this, and is like, "I, I, I see that you're feeling a lot of pain, and yet you're still spreading this message of your daughter that I feel so passionately about, too. I want to stand by your side. And I think Justice becomes a symbol by switching sides, and that's how they raise rise in the ranks. Yeah. It's like, I know the ins and outs of the Order of the Locust, and I will stand by you. This church, I'll do whatever it takes. You know what I mean? Like, they have to, mm-hmm. s- at some point, like, swear allegiance to the um, the Mystery Knights. And I think here's here's the grand irony of it. I think by taking that stand... And saying like I will, I want to give my life to save the city, just like the person that I look up to did, and I am willing to commit everything in myself to this ideal. Yeah, they become a a actual proper paladin of Mysteria and of the ideal of revolution. Yes. Oh my God, Mysteria just wanted to free her city. Well, because I think we said we said that the other people were just using like wild summoning magic that they were already kind of exposed to, right? Yeah, there's a, their their goal is about you know survival. It's not a grander picture. It's just like I'm pissed, I'm fucking hungry, and I want to go against this tide of locust. And their their so their power is not based in belief. Their power is based on other things. Yes. So they're not, so they're, they might be paladins in name, but they're probably closer to like sorcerers or, or warlocks or something in practice. I think that, I think the justice becomes a prop, like has like the proper paladin things of like healing touches and, you know, inspiring people and sensing good and evil. 
they become this actual proper paladin by committing to the by committing themselves to the ideal of like revolution tying you know and so it all comes full circle where mysteria is an actual god of revolution not just wanton violence fuck you said that they don't have to like in paladins they don't have to have a god that for they just have to have an ideal that they believe in above all things holy shit and it's madame mysteria and her quest for revolution and freedom and duty oh my god jeff that's super freaking cool. Fucking Justice Judicator becomes a paladin because of Madame Mysteria. Fuck the Order of the Locust. Yeah, and honestly, fuck like fuck the Mystery Knights. Fuck like, the Mystery Knights too. There's a third. So there's a third thing. Oh. Do you know the name of the third thing? No. It's the Knights of Justice. Oh, <gasps> yeah. It's the Knights of Justice. The Knights of Justice. So do they have followers? No. This is a wait. This is a one-person army. No, they have members. There's a difference. Okay. Here's because I think here's here's what makes the Knights of Justice as a faction different than the Mystery Knights or the Order of the Locust. I think it's almost a little bit socialist in nature, but it's like there are no the. It's like kind of a roundtable situation. So I think the thing is, Justice says by word and action, I will not become an idol. They by by they do everything in their power to ensure that uh that no one looks up to them that they are not deified in any way. Holy shit! So by building like a round table structure, basically like a round table organizational structure where everyone is equal, mm-hmm. they ensure that you're not looking up to an uh, up to a person. You're looking up to the ideal. Oh my god, Jeff! That's so good. That's some neat shit. That's so fucking good. And I'm think what I'm thinking is that um so justice is I I will say that justice is fueled with power. I think something deep magically in this human is like unlocked. Mm-hmm. Like the deep essence of magic that's inside of them is unlocked once they figure out the secret within this that this power truly is just inside of them and they need to learn how to use it. And that yeah. mysteria isn't fueling anyone. This is just within ourselves and it's up to us. To keep- well, and I think that's that's kind of a neat idea about Paladin. That's kind of a neat part of Paladins that I've always kind of thought was kind of there, but never really addressed, mm-hmm. is the idea that if you don't need to believe in a specific being, if if you can just believe in an ideal, that means that you're not drawing power from a specific being. You're drawing power from belief, which is coming from you. Yes. So I think, so I, yes, I think that is the case. Oh my God. I'm thinking that there's like battles going on um between the order of the locust and the wild summoners of the mystery knights and justice shows up like clang like blocks their blows with both hands mm-hmm. and is like we can figure this out in a different way oh it shit. doesn't have to be this way and jeff you know what i think happens in that moment what's that as both factions are charging toward justice judicator an idolin is sent to them from above i'm thinking that in a moment of danger a messenger, an idolin, is sent to them. What animal it, do you want it? To, do you want it to be the one and only, or something else? I think I want it to be something else. I do too, because it would make the fucking it would make the mystery nice go bananas if they saw toots. Yeah. What's like a good? What's a guardian spirit? Maybe it's a griffin. Ooh, it's so paladin too. 
It's real paladin. Like, oh. I think that, I think that by believing in this ideal of, like, equality and revolution and freedom, they become, like, a super paladin paladin. Whoa. I could not agree more. And, oh, shit, Jeff, you know what we just figured out, too? What's that? The mystery of mysterious Eidolon, like Toots, and this now Griffin, is that in a moment of danger, they summoned it themselves. Oh, damn, that's awesome. Because it comes from within you. And that explains why it happened to be the natural enemy of yes, a locust. They formed, a it, and they formed it themselves. Both of them formed their own symbol. Holy shit. And then she summoned a skunk, and Justice summoned a fucking griffin to strengthen their cause. Mm-hmm. What? What? So they form like this magic covenant between the very ideal that they have in physical form. Oh my god, that's so awesome! That's real cool. That's oh super, super god, cool. Oh my god, because I was wondering, I was like, what is that? Who's giving them stuff? And then, oh my god, they summon it themselves. Okay, so- Here's the thing, though. Yeah. Here's the coolest part of that. What? That ties all the way back into the idea that the summoning magic is inherent within everyone. Holy shit. That's pretty neat. That's so awesome. So I think, okay, so I think I got the, I think I got the ending for this. Okay. I think I got the final, the big final set piece. Yes. I think there's a, like you said, there's a huge battle between like this mystery knights and they're summoning giant monsters mm -hmm. and the order of the locust are bringing like ballistas. Yeah. Tanks. And like catapult. Yeah. They're going to war. And, like, in the middle of this, Justice, like, catches a blade, summons a griffin, hops on, and delivers the most paladin speech ever <laughs> about, like, about, like, this, this is not, this will consume all of us. Yeah. There is another way. And I think at that moment, we look ahead to the future and we, and we see that, like, they form out of both of these organizations come the Knights of Justice. Oh my god, they reach a peace. Yeah, I think they negotiate a peace. That leads to this new organization, which which guards the region, what? and like watches over to make and like watches over things. They have a fucking Justice League, Jeff. Yeah, they form a Justice League. Knights of Justice. Do they rename the city? Of course, they have to. Yes, but what do they rename it? Let me really think about this because I kind of want it to be something honoring Madame Mysteria. What if they call it like Truth? <laughs> oh my God! So. It's named Truth now in, like, the future, and it's this, I don't want to say utopia. No, I think it's far from a utopia, but, but it, I think it's... Oh, I do know that it's the fucking, what the halflings intended for this militaristic society. We said that the halfling, that Pyrethra Guild originally was like, they're so soft that they must protect themselves by, like, any yeah, means right. necessary. So I think that they know that this city is such a melting pot. This is such a culmination of all the races and all these different magics that they have to keep it safe by any means necessary. Yeah. That this is now, like, truly the closest thing they can get to, like, a cultural collaboration. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, does that work? That's pretty cool. Holy pretty cool. shit! What? God, so I think that is a wrap on... Purethra, the Purethra Guild fucking trilogy. Yeah. The story of Purethra Guild and its transition to the city of truth is, I'm going to close that book. I'm going to, I'm going to rip these gears off. Yeah, I'm going to rip them off and throw them into lava. And we'll say spectacles. Thank you. Thank you. That was a great prompt. I loved yes, it. Yes. Thank you. That was, it led to such a beautiful place of closure on this wonderful story of Madame Mysteria 
Chad Butternut, Samuel Gord, Pumpkin Jay, and many others. It, no, but it, it led to such a nice closure on such a cool, yeah. unfinished story. Yeah. Thank you for that prompt. My God. And if you would like to submit a prompt of your own. There's a lot of ways you can reach us. Tweet us at AMFC underscore podcast. You can use the hashtag fantasy children. You can email us at allmyfantasychildren at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Facebook. Yep. You can hit us up on Discord. Yep. And you can find the code for that pinned to our Twitter. Just like shout. We yeah. might hear you. I don't know where you live. If you if you start screaming suggestions, I'll, I'll hear them. I can't guarantee that because I'm in a very specific place, like, physically speaking. But I mean, like, if you happen to be my neighbor and you scream something, I might hear you. It'll resonate. It'll resonate, though. That creative energy, I will feel it somehow. Yeah. And I will send it back at you and you'll feel a good tummy feeling. Yeah. All right. Also, guys, if you fucking make stuff, if you make stuff that you like, like fan art, fucking music, whatever, I want to know about it. God damn it. We have some of these beautiful uh, episode icons on our SoundCloud. They've all been provided to us by listeners like you who have a passion for making art and expressing themselves. And they've all been, you know, compensated for their work and put on our site. And I want more than anything you guys to know that we support everything you guys do. And mm-hmm. we encourage you to make stuff uninhibited uh, and just do you and express yourself however you want. Yes. Don't let nobody piss in your fucking cornflakes, okay? You make yeah. you you make whatever you want, and we will support the dog shit out of you, no matter what. I want you to know that this is this is my verbal hug of the week. That's nice. Hmm? So yeah. Also, listen to Jeff's other fucking podcast. Come on now, it's so good. It's real good. It's it is real, real good. good. It's real good. Uh, this week on Party of One, the actual play about two player role playing games. We played a game called Young at Heart. Did like an eighties baseball movie. It's great. It's a great episode. It's the greatest thing ever. I don't even want to spoil anything about fucking carl chudley chudley takes the mound chudley takes the mound but you need to go listen to it it's a great i will say that it's a great place to start party of one it's a good episode yeah it, a, it turned out real well yeah if you're new to the show go check that out immediately um anything else i think that's it i think that's it so on that note yeah until next time good, good night, night and good, good game. game hell yeah that was a good one